Welcome to Feminine Revival Podcast, where we empower women to embrace their God-given identity and live a life of beauty and victory. Good afternoon, gracious warriors. I hope today you are living in the truth of how precious you are. Today, Heather, Laura, and Autumn discuss three ways to make faith practical to elevate your life from ordinary to extraordinary. I'm Sheila. Thank you for joining us. We're back. Episode two coming at you today. Um, today is a great topic. We're going to be talking about, uh, this is actually part one of a two-part series. We're talking about faith. Uh, and today we're going to cover three ways to make faith practical in your everyday life. It has been a great study, actually. We've gone through many revolutions of this, but I think we have nailed it down to three very solid points. Um, so we're pretty excited today. That's right. Yeah. Glad to be back. Laura, Autumn, how are you guys doing today? Good. I'm good. I had a cold last week and then I got over mm-hmm. the cold and then today I feel like I have a cold again. I don't know what this is, Golly. but it's going to be okay. It's a gift that keeps on right. giving. Thanksgiving. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. We all spent it together, actually. Yeah, it was very good. What if I said it was bad? Like you lived the day with me (laughs) and then now you're asking. I'm like, actually, I hated it. Was it a success? I feel like um, I have to always cook my own separate dishes because I have um, food allergies and I feel like they're uh, I'm going to give myself a B minus. It was like, okay, but you know, it wasn't my best. I'm still eating it. Hmm. Still conveniently eating disappointing pie throughout the whole day. That well, needs to stop. It looks it looks great. I mean, the the real food tasted great too. I don't know if you <laughs> it tasted was good. any of that as well. It but. was good, but you know, like you're, I'm my own worst critic. Like whenever I make something, I'm always like, hmm, what could I have done better? But it was pretty good still. Nevertheless, I'm still eating it and enjoying it and enjoying but not cooking. Just keep in mind, your B minus is somebody else's A plus plus one hundred and one. <laughs> so, thank you, Laura. I I received that. Good. Um. Good. So I'm glad that we all survived and enjoyed our Thanksgiving. I hope you guys did as well. Um, We are going to jump into today's topic, but we uh, thought when we were discussing the topic of faith, we thought that you guys might enjoy um, at our expense a few faith fails, um, particularly something that you put your faith in and it didn't exactly go as planned. Um, so we're going to share with you some of our, um, notable faith fails. Uh, Laura, I don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to go, but maybe I drew the short straw. So (laughs) let's just go ahead. Um, several years ago, I actually typed this out and posted on Facebook when I, when I resided there and so many people commented (laughs) I'm like why did I even share that but (laughs) my first year of teaching it was like the summer which is like the amazing best time of the school year (laughs) and but it was like nearing the end of the summer and all of the teachers that taught kindergarten were like we need to get together and so we ended up going to this um like other teachers house and I had parked on the road and I had like I had my favorite candy, which is um, peanut butter M&M's in these, you know, those little miniature bags that they sell. Mm-hmm. So I parked and I was like, I'm a little early. I'm going to eat this miniature bag. <laughs> and well, I didn't know that she had come outside and was like looking in my window, like pointing for me to park in the driveway. I'm just eating these M&M's <laughs> and it's hot. It's like blistering hot. I think I didn't have air at the time. Um, 
and she knocked on my window and it kind of startled me. And in the startleization, something happened I didn't know about. So fast forward, the meeting's over. I like go to Walgreens. I had to pick something up, <laughs> I, like get out of my car, go in, buy what I need to buy, go to the counter. The guy's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so thoughtful of you. I leave, go to my car, I open the door to discover that in the in the startling, I had dropped a few peanut butter M&Ms and then sat on them for the duration of the drive to Walgreens. <laughs> so I notice the car seat and then I immediately feel my backside. I'm like, well, that's why he was asking me if I'm okay. <laughs> And just to put the cherry on top, I was buying Drano. I was buying Drano. <laughs> so That's the worst. I have never eaten peanut butter M&Ms in my car. Actually, I did one other one other time. It was and a rough season. The faith. the faith part of the story. The faith was I thought I could eat peanut butter M&Ms responsibly, and I couldn't. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's you had one faith of- in your ability. To, yeah, get it from the bag to my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't make me swear off of it completely. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, boy. Wow. Um, That's one of my favorite stories that Laura tells. I randomly think about that sometimes for no good reason and get a laugh um, about that. Listen, life is tough. Um, So I don't even know if I should tell this story or not, but I'm going to. So um, anyways, I... uh, one time was uh, when I was working in my old job, I went to the restroom per normal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these are all bathroom themed. Anyways, you're welcome. Um, So <laughs> anyways, I this is probably just so much TMI. It's fine. Anyways, I took care of my um, what business. I went there to do my business. And I don't know if there's any other germaphobes out there, but I always very discreetly remove the first like, you know, four or five squares of toilet paper that's inevitably hanging out there from the person before. I just feel like it's contaminated. Anyways, I did that. And in good faith, as I always do, I ripped that off and I in faith threw it in the toilet and I completed the mission and I exited the stall Washed my hands, you know, repositioned the shirt, fluffed the hair, was on my way out. And I just felt this unusual extra drag in my step. And as I backstepped to look in the mirror, I realized that that convenient toss of toilet paper that should have landed in the toilet had stuck in the back of my pants it was now forming a nice tail that was flipping out and had also dipped its end in the toilet (laughs) causing a little bit of a pendulum swing and I was so mortified at the thought of walking out into this giant pit with all the people that I knew and worked with with this dipped toilet paper <laughs> that's terrible Heather hanging out that I ripped that thing out in the name of Jesus and <laughs> flung it into the trash can except for that it just kind of stuck to the wall <laughs> <laughs> at the thought 
that scene that I just quietly checked five mm. more times. There was nothing else there. Everything was right where it was supposed to be. And I just went back into my desk area, sat there for probably 10 minutes in silence, trying to recover myself from the thoughts mm. of what could have been. And then, of course, I told everybody on my team because it was a bunch of girls and we laughed for like the next three hours about how ridiculous that was. Anyway, so the point is, I put faith in mm-hmm. my aim. <laughs> it had mm. never failed me. But that time it did. And thank the Lord he had mercy on me. Because if I had walked out of there, not with toilet paper on my shoe, but hanging out in the back of my pants. That's bad. That would have been the worst. So anyways, that's an embarrassing story for you. Hope you with enjoyed your tail that. between your legs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that was my uh, my faith gone wrong. Autumn. Well, I have a few that I think I could share. Um, you know, I I don't know I don't know that I want to I don't know that I can draw the conclusion of faith on, you know, what's really written on my notes here, but I was thinking of another bathroom one. One time when I was younger, we were at my grandmother's house in Lakeland, Florida, mm-hmm. and I was getting a shower and I guess I had a lot of faith in myself that I could reach from the shower, soapy and wet, over to the sink. I don't even know what I was reaching for. Maybe my razor or something like that. And I underestimated how slippery the bottom of the bathtub really was and how soapy I really was as well. And so I'm like reaching. I'm like, I can do it. It's there. It's so close. I'm like standing in the shower water is still flowing I'm all suds up and I'm like oh I need my razor so reach out I'm like reaching almost there you know you're like touching it like your fingertips are like on the edge and then like lo and behold my feet just like sweep out from underneath me and I'm like whoop and then clothesline like the side of the bathtub (laughs) right on my ribs I'm like oh absolutely died for five seconds came back to life and then was like oh my gosh and you're like assessing broken ribs like maybe not like grab the razor and so I I think I had faith that the walls were thicker because when I finished up my shower and then left I just walked out of there like no big deal into the living room and everyone's looking at me like I mean are you okay do you want to explain that one and I was like oh you guys heard that you know so I don't know a lot of faith gone wrong and put my faith in myself I know such a tricky situation (laughs) bathrooms oh boy did you get the wind knocked out of you yes literally that's like the worst kind of thing it is you think you're you're dying i'm scared for for help you're like (laughs) i mean good thing i didn't need help that would have been terrible (laughs) they were outside laughing (laughs) luckily they heard oh my gosh i do remember that being quite loud actually but I think April and I looked at each other and we said, should we check on her? (laughs) (laughs) Praise God they didn't check on me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yes. um, I think that we can all relate that there are situations in life where we put our faith in something and it does not quite go as planned. Um, But thankfully, we do have something that we can put our faith in and that it will always go right um, even if it's different than we think and that is the Lord. So, we're going to refocus on and focus our hearts on uh, just what it means to anchor your faith onto God. Um, we have three points, and we'll just kind of go through those and then give you a conclusion and um, talk a little bit about each one of those. So I'm um, just jumping into it. The first thing that you can anchor your faith on 
um, to anchor yourself to God is through God's word. So um, that I think it's kind of speaks for itself that the first thing that you can anchor yourself onto in life is the word of God. And that is the sure footed foundation Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that we all need. So I'm going to ask a question and I would love to hear um, Autumn and Laura's input and then I'll um, I'll add my own at the end. So the question is, um, what are some good anchor verses that have helped you in your life, and how uh, did they anchor you onto God? Uh, we can start with Autumn. Um, mm-hmm. Is there what are some good verses that you've anchored yourself on in life, and how has that helped you anchor into God? Yes. Well, I love the subject of anchoring onto the Word of God. Because, you know, our silly illustrations that we try to anchor onto our own intellect or ability or something we thought we could have confidence in, but that didn't come through. So in life, it would be really a terrible place if we had nothing sure that we could anchor onto. So I think luckily as believers in Jesus Christ and in the word of God, we can anchor onto that. And so if you picture an anchor, just holding on to something securely, and of course you wouldn't need an anchor were there not a storm, you know? Mm-hmm. So in moments where things are just trying and troublesome, you know, what do you hold on to? Um, I am a big proponent of anchoring onto things before you need it. You know, and so I think luckily for myself, when I was younger, I was exposed to um, just really good preaching and teaching and people that would share their faith with me. And so when I was young, some people had shared with me some verses to anchor onto that would possibly help me in the future. So some of those verses are Psalm 37, 4, which says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Um, Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I mean, I just have like a whole list of them. So um, Psalm one forty five nineteen says he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. So many times in life, have I gone to the word and anchored onto something, but specifically it's reminding me that when I was younger, I was challenged to anchor onto the fact that God knows me, that he created me for a purpose. He has a great future for me. And if I will trust him and surrender the subject of relationships to him, that he will lead me where I need to go. And so I really anchored onto that and really when I was 15, I started praying about God's will for who I would marry. And I feel like the Holy Spirit really gave me faith in these verses. And that taught me that God has a great plan for my life. So God knows me, he made me, and that if I put him first in my life, that he would guide me. So that I do believe was from the Holy Spirit through the word of God. It's Like the Holy Spirit does something supernatural inside of you with faith. And I think that the faith comes from the word of God. Mm -hmm. So it sounds so simple, but someone just saying these verses to me when I was younger, I think I really was 15 at the time when I was shown these verses and kind of 
given the thought that you can anchor onto God for the subject of relationships. So the word was read, and then the Holy Spirit inside of me, literally, I feel like, gave me faith for my future. So it was like, oh, those are amazing verses, and God gave me the faith, and I held on to that. So because of this, I would pray about every relationship that I would have, and I would just be like, God, you know, if you want me to stay in this relationship, I will. If you want me to not be in this relationship, I don't have to be. I don't have to have him. And I would just constantly pray about God's will, believing that he had a great future for me. So <clears throat> it was kind of like the subject of lordship, I think, mm. in relationships. And I remember someone saying when I was younger that you really can only have one master and you can't have what you want and what God wants and be happy. So hopefully what we want is what God wants and that we're being transformed and our mind is beginning to think and our heart is aligned with what God wants for us. But I was really aware growing up that this relationship could be what God wants, but if it's only what I want, then it's not going to lead me to happiness, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, that actually ended up being really important for me because it really saved me when I got older and found myself in a serious relationship with a recovered alcoholic and we had a relationship um, a great friendship it was just so picturesque you know you just pray about this and of course I'm saying since I was 15 I was like praying about relationships and Mm -hmm. when I was in this relationship I felt peace about it at the time with the knowledge that I had Um, he had struggled with alcohol but he was living in victory at the time But three weeks before our wedding day, he fell back into just like really serious addiction. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God was leading me to a faith decision. Um, I felt like God was saying like, you can marry him or you can say no and claim by faith the verses and the promises that I've given you. So I had that choice. And honestly, I do praise God that I chose to not marry him. Like that was a hard decision, but that was the right decision. Mm-hmm. I assessed what my future would be and I felt for myself that I had to make a decision. Like either I believe what God communicated to me when I was 15 that he knows me, he has a plan for me. If I abide in his word and he's going to guide me and I can have a relationship that honors him or I could choose to marry someone that I was in love with and they were in love with me but it would be a very difficult road. And I felt like that was not having faith. Like I was not stepping into faith for what I believe God has for me. And I know you might be thinking like, oh, that's the wrong decision or like whatever. But honestly, that's okay. Because in my heart, I had peace about the decision God was leading me to. So I know that was the right choice. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I have anchored onto the word of God and how that genuinely saved me Mm -hmm. from really a bad life Mm -hmm. I could be married to him and that would be I'm just gonna say it sounds harsh but that would be a waste of my life and for sure a waste of um my future Mm -hmm. you know was there a specific verse during that time like out of the ones that you read or like was there a specific verse you held on to specifically during that time frame (coughs) I these were a foundation in the back of my mind. I think the subject of faith was very predominant in my mm-hmm. mind. I knew it was a faith decision to believe 
the word of God or not. So no, I think they were just deeply rooted in my mm-hmm. mind. And I, all of the verses kind of encompassed this one thought of just trusting God for the future. The concept, yeah. yeah. So what's interesting, because when I'm listening to you, I was thinking that I find it interesting that God presented it to you. Like he gave you the free will choice, mm-hmm. but it was like the black and white of it was like either you're going to have faith in my word or ultimately like faith in your understanding. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting to me that it's like God, I mean, do you agree? It's, that's kind of my takeaway. Like mm-hmm. he presented you with a choice. Like you could stay in this or you could have faith in what I've promised you. Yes, definitely. And believe me for something better. Yes. Mm-hmm. It had to be a choice because when you're going through something traumatic like that your emotions are so high Mm -hmm. that it's easy to make an emotional decision so the emotional decision would be I already love you you already love me we just have to work it out ignore this pattern in your life and these real deficiencies that are going to keep circling back Mm -hmm. and there's more to the story you know it's kind of a whole thing and but I could make an emotional decision to satisfy my need to feel loved and to obtain the thing I've hoped for for so long, which is marriage. Or I can make a logical, really, and faith-based decision, which is the harder choice, but God will help me do that. Mm -hmm. So I was just reading the word a lot and listening to Christian music and meditating on God, and God gave me the concept of redemption Mm -hmm. And um, so I was trusting God to redeem this bad situation and just get me through it. And during that time, I really tried to feel all the feels and think about all the things I was going through and not just ignore those and bury those things, but get through it with the word. And I've learned so many new things about God through that process. And I'm definitely Mm -hmm. stronger in my faith and it helps me to have tried my faith and to see that in the moment, God helped me to make the right choices. Yeah. Do you mm. feel like when you make those decisions, like when you take the steps of faith, that there is like a like a provision of grace to almost like follow through with that? Like, was that kind of your experience? Like once you kind of, not that it takes the pain away, because I don't think that it does, but like, is like, do you remember there being like a provision of like God's grace to kind of be like, okay, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm going to make this decision to separate from him. And like, I'm kind of like just riding on like the grace of God right now is painful as it is. No, I just, I mean, honestly, it just was so terrible and bad. You're just, your whole Surviving. world is black and dark and you're just kind of in the depths yeah. of despair. And I'm just like, I'm just dead right now. Yeah. God bless you. I remember walking into this, like it was our old house and there's this room that Autumn used for painting. I just like walked in after that. And like, she, I think she had like really dramatic, like classical music going and she's painting this like huge, Autumn's an amazing painter. And she was painting this like really like, intense storm cloud scene. And it just was so vivid to me and just, it was very heartbreaking, but it was like, wow, you know, like that was, I mean, that was a testament to me of just being like, wow, like that's, that's a big step of faith, man. Cause like walking away from somebody you love is the, one of the most difficult things you can do. And I, you know, just anyways, I, I just remember watching you go through that and feeling helpless, but just marking, you know, for you that like, wow, like you're, you're, you're really trying to follow God in this, yeah. you know? I don't think I felt an extra grace to make that decision but I think God provisioned people around me that were comforting and supportive Mm. they didn't really help 
make that decision. That had to just be a choice on my own. And everyone during crazy times are all trying to give you something to help motivate you towards the decision they want you to make, which was everyone wanted me to break up with him. (laughs) But I'm really like, I will make my own choice. I will think through this on my own. This isn't done until I say it's done, you know. Mm -hmm. And then God and I had to talk and then come to the conclusion. But once I've made a decision based on the word of God, like hearing from God an answer of what I need to do, then I have resolve and I like will not go back on that. So I know that was the right choice. It was super hard, but I'm still thankful for it. That that was the right choice. And I'm really thankful that God gave me the faith. Well, really you you ended up choosing God instead of, you know, him or Mm -hmm. yourself or whatever. And anytime you sacrifice something to God, he, takes note of that yeah yeah so that's beautiful Laura was a great friend at the time she and I I did not know how to help you I just was like okay I'm gonna pray Psalm 145 over you we prayed that a lot God bless Laura she's been there for like every heartbreak and trauma in life I think presence I feel people's feels so I can tell it was hard on me but (laughs) Uh, just being present I I think think. that is the best thing like there's not people don't need advice they don't need whatever you feel like you need to say to them Mm -hmm. I just think your presence there and support ministers a lot and then for sure yeah yeah appreciate that well thank you Autumn that's you know that's definitely a lot of truth um in that you know Mm -hmm. Laura did you do you want to add do you think or do you have like a testimony of holding on to God's word I'm sure you probably do um I was trying to think, like, what verse, you know, like, there's so many verses that are so good that at different seasons you hold on to, Mm -hmm. like, this verse in Isaiah about peace, like, he will keep your mind in perfect, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, Mm -hmm. which has always been something I kind of gravitate back towards, because when I notice I'm not in perfect peace, well, what am I focusing on? Myself? what I don't have, what I have that I don't want, the storm or whatever. So that's been like one verse I would say that um, I often kind of revert back to. But I love um, verses that reminds me that God is sovereign, like he's actually in charge. I sometimes get so like, stressed about decisions Mm -hmm. that you know it's like you carry the burden of it you kind of freeze and don't do anything Mm -hmm. like um jeremiah 29 11 i know the thoughts that i think towards you say at the lord Mm -hmm. thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end yeah and also um proverbs 3 5 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding um, and like, I'm thinking of like, what would match this, what kind of scenario, but, um, God sometimes asks you to do things that are so not normal mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, my own understanding is telling me this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. Don't do it. But you're like. Basically, this summer I was looking for a job. I told them I wasn't going to return from teaching. And um, I had 
an interview and then a second interview with this one company and I had uh, one phone interview with this other company and I really wanted this one that I only had one interview with but the other company had come to me and offered me the job and I hadn't had anything it had been like crickets and tumbleweeds all summer so it was like a decent offer a lot of good benefits but I felt a sense of like don't take it Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have nothing. Are you sure? <laughs> Don't take it is what you're saying. So I literally just got on the ground and prayed like, okay, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Nothing is too hard for you. Like you end up just praying scripture. You're reminding, you, you think you're reminding him who he is, so he'll do something for you. But you're actually reminding yourself yeah. <laughs> to trust him. And I was like, if all of those things are true, you know where my bank account is at. You know that I need money. And if I say no to this job, I don't know how long it's going to be if this other job even offers me a job before I get a job. So I was like, I need money. I ended that prayer and I felt like God was like, check the mail. And I'm like, it is 9 p.m. Okay, I'll check the mail. <laughs> well, I hadn't checked the mail in a couple of days and there was mail in there. I thought it was all like bills, but I ended up opening everything. And one thing was something from... The car dealership, I had got a new car because mine died at the end of the school year. And it was a check, a refund, because they, like, overcharged me to switch my tags. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 200 and some odd dollars. And I was, like, <gasps> okay, I'll Aww. never doubt you again. <laughs> Don't forgive me. <laughs> and it was just, like, I have you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't make a wrong decision and somehow like ruin everything yeah so I was like okay I was it gave me the confidence to be like okay I'm gonna politely say no thank you and of course there's like more hiccups that came along the way with you know the other job but that was just like so many other things were going on at the time I was like being tested to see if I had cancer or not so obviously mm-hmm. I'm thinking like I need health insurance I'm an idiot I should just take the job but um, God really worked it out so perfectly. And so those verses that just remind you, like, you know, he is in charge and you can't like misstep. And now you're not under his, you know, umbrella of grace. It's the those are the things that comfort me. But I find that I when I take time to pray his word, mm-hmm. it's really realigning my heart with him. And I'm able to be like, no. You know, the enemy is like whispering mm-hmm. lies to you constantly. Yes. It sounds like your own voice. So you're like, yeah, it sounds kind of believable. Yeah. And then you're actually like, no, that's what's really true here. So when you just take time to sometimes the best practice for me is to just read the word out loud. Some One time I um, did a Bible study where I just pulled aside all the verses that said thy word. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Those scriptures were like so powerful because it just showed you what his word does what it is what it means and just meditating on those scriptures is was really powerful so I would say you know like you have no idea as a child you know like you were saying when you're 15 you you applied scripture from way back then like you have no idea what impact that's going to have on you later because it does not return void it is going to accomplish what he says it will accomplish So it is not a waste of time. 
my practical advice on it would be I use the memo app on my phone and I will record myself reading a passage out loud or, you know, like I have several verses on fear that's a go-to. I'll just listen to those while I'm putting my makeup on and like kind of like those verses are already in there, but I need to remind myself the truth. Yeah. No, that's great. Sometimes I'll listen to like the Bible app. Um, like on a specific passage that, you know, is something I need to know, but that's interesting to record in your own voice. It's a, it's powerful. For yeah. Me. I mean, elsewise, I don't like hearing my own voice. You're lucky I'm here doing the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's beautiful, though. And actually, I mean, you've taken that leap of faith where you quit a job and then you trusted the Lord to give you the next one. Was that twice? How many times have you done that? Uh, three. <laughs> I mean, and this, this job that I have now, I mean, if you, you guys know, you walked through it with me, but I, you know, I told that job no. And then this job promptly emailed me afterwards and said, we're not considering you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to be destitute. What will happen to me? Mm-hmm. And a really good friend said, you're going to ask them why, and you're going to tell them why you d- deserve to be reconsidered. And I was like, I can't do that. And she's like, yes, you can. And she actually said, you know, like she applied for law school. They sent her a really nice rejection letter. And she got in her car, drove across town and said, what can we do about this? There must be something that you can do. And she got into law school. So that was like encouragement, you know, Mm -hmm. in speaking with faith, you, you see other people's steps of faith and you're like, okay, she can do that. I could, I can write an email. And, I ironically I got an interview two hours later she was calling me about an interview and they hired me that's awesome so praise God that was not me it was it was God but Mm -hmm. he definitely grew me through all of that it was I was thinking of the faith and discomfort sort of go hand in hand for sure you know so if you think about your stepping away from different jobs you're really stepping into and a discomfort in an uncomfortable time where you're creating space for God to come through for you. Yeah. Yeah. And really you're stepping into a space where you can receive more than you have. So I think that's a journey of trusting God because we can have a natural life or we could have a supernatural life Mm -hmm. and faith is really the bridge from natural to supernatural. And so God's like, okay, you can live this and you can experience something that's common. Or if you'll not be led by your emotions and your fear and respond when I'm prompting you through the word, then I can give you more. Yeah, And that takes a lot of faith to be able to do that. But then God rewards that. And I think that's awesome about your story. You know, like yeah. several times doing that with work And then even just the obedience to listen to God say like, hey, go out to the mailbox and see what's there for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's always encouraging. And then we're encouraged by that because we're like, oh, praise God. Yeah, for sure. I needed to see him come through for you too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also, you know, like that first time that I stepped away from teaching, I remember you too and your mom. And I think maybe, maybe April was there. I don't remember, but I was like, I was so discouraged. I hadn't found anything. And I remember we went in that front room that you guys had mm-hmm. and the exercise bike was in there, whatever. I just, we all got on the ground and yeah. put hands on me and prayed. And then I got that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. email about that job. And it was like, oh, 
Praise God. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I like what you said, Autumn. I think that that there is a correlation between like making room for God to move. I remember a friend of mine telling a testimony that he needed a microwave, and God said like make room for that and he like literally cleared a spot off on his counter and he just like prayed about it and he said like the next day that somebody was like clearing out a house and they're like hey there's a bunch of furniture and stuff Mm -hmm. in here that we do you want any of it and there was like a brand new microwave and he was just encouraging me in the same way like you know whenever you're praying for something like make room for that Mm -hmm. like open your hands up and like clear the place on your counter Mm -hmm. um, to give God space to move into that Mm -hmm. and do something so I think there is like that is actually an act of faith it's like preparing your life for God to do something in it in that space yeah yeah that's beautiful well I mean to that note Laura actually has encouraged me and based off of (laughs) her testimony and like taking steps of faith and and like to quit the job and then to like trust God for it honestly um, a few months back, I actually did the exact same thing, um, you know, situation where I just felt like good job, but just definitely not what I felt like God wanted me to remain in. And it was just taking such a physical toll on me and um, really just felt like that was not the calling that God had on my life. And so I, you know, took it to prayer and I just felt like God, you know, when I said to the Lord, um, you know, I want God, I want to see you do big things like you have always done in the Bible. I want to see part the water. You know, I want to see, you know, manna fall from heaven. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you do big things like that anymore? Mm -hmm. And I remember God saying to me, like, Heather, if you want to see me move greatly, you need to take great steps of faith. And just through a series of events, um, really, I just got to kind of like a breaking point with that job and, I remember sitting at my computer desk and just praying a silent prayer of just like, God, like, I don't think I can sustain this. It's taking such a physical toll on me and an emotional and spiritual toll on me. And I just, I need a way out. And um, literally that same week, they announced that they're doing a mass layoff for the company, unfortunately. But I realized instantly, because the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, like, this is your way out. Like, now's the time to move. Um so I'm still like trusting the Lord. I honestly haven't found a job yet. It's been more than a few months, but I do feel like I'm right where God wants me to do. I think part of this, this journey has been starting this podcast. Um, and I don't know that the, where that will go, but I'm taking that step of faith. But, um, in real time, um, like today I've just been thinking like, God, all things are possible with you. Like all things are possible. Like guide me. Help me to take the right steps. And today in church, I like flipped my Bible open and there's this little sticker that I'd stuck on there a few weeks back and it said, all things are possible with God. Mm -hmm. And then like in the passage he was reading today, it was like that last phrase in the chapter um, was all things are possible with God. So I would definitely say that one of the verses like I'm holding on to currently is uh, Matthew 19, 26. And it says, but Jesus looked unto them and said to them with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Mm. And so I think that, yes, like that is like, we do have our part, you know, where we, we go and we look and we do what we can do. But I think that like, ultimately it's like a repro a repose isn't it repose? That's the word. Yeah. Repose, like a resting, like a waiting on God to provision um, what we need because there's nothing that's too hard for him. So in real time, you know, like that's how I've been like, mm-hmm. like waiting on the Lord, like, okay, God, like I really felt very strongly that you called me out of that job. 
And I think sometimes when we take the, those steps of faith, we want like an instant gratification, mm-hmm. like, and then a new car, you know, <laughs> or a new job or whatever. And it just, mm, most of the time does not work out that way. I think that there is like those like seasons of waiting and seasons of like, you know, hoping in the Lord and just like holding on to, um, you know, his word and him and, and just waiting on like God to do the next thing. And of course, you know, how he leads follow. But at the same time, I think that there is a, that waiting season mm-hmm. where it is like the seed that goes into the ground and it dies, but then like it comes forth with like something new. Um, so that's like currently, but I think another passage that has just, I think, really been a staple for me um, in life is um, Psalms, I'm sorry, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is a very common verse, but it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. But I think that there's kind of like Laura was saying, my life has had like a lot of moments, very difficult moments where I like have good logic or I have things that are like, I can, you know, think like, oh, this makes sense. Um, even relationships in times past where it was like, you know, the guy, you know, looked good on paper and like all the things like added up, but there was just this like overarching sense of like a lack of peace or like, um, it just like a, a leading of the Holy Spirit where I just felt like this is not the direction I should go, even though that looks good or it looks logical And I think that God has really exercised me in the past like five years of just not leaning on my understanding, but leaning on like the, the leading of the Holy Spirit in in his word. And, um, that word like acknowledge in that verse talks about like just an obedience to like the leading of God. And so when God reveals something to you and leads you in a direction, even if it's contrary to your logic or to the world's logic, there is um, a provision and a wisdom and I think like a blessing in like not leaning on your limited understanding, but like resting on the like authority and like the supreme understanding of God. And every time that I've done that, I've always looked back and thought like, wow, I really did not see that clearly or like, I'm so glad that I made that decision. I'm so glad I did not lean on my understanding of that person or that relationship. Um, But I rested in like, okay, I feel like God's leading me to do something maybe contrary to my understanding, but watching how it unfolds. So um, those are two verses I feel like I've leaned on in times past and like in real time Mm -hmm. now I'm holding on to and just like trusting God for so, um, yeah, it, it definitely is like, you know, <laughs> there is just where the rubber meets the road, you know, it's not right. just like a cute little three by five car that's, you know, stuck in my, you know, <laughs> on my mirror. It's like, no, it's, I'm holding on to this, like the breath of my lungs, you know, and faith is an action. So <clears throat> the action of waiting on God with expectation. Yeah. And then the expectation is hope positivity rest mm-hmm. and deciding what to do with the negative feelings like yeah. you're going to bring them in subjection to the word of god or you're going to let them rule the moment in the day because it is a difficult thing to have faith and you can't do that apart from god with you so the word of god is the presence of god in your mind and heart and 
music that has scripture in it, yeah, that can be of help too. But I think the fact that you're able to step out, I also just kind of want to acknowledge that both of you are really, and I guess my story too, but you're illustrating that you felt something negative and then you made a choice. Like I can stay in the overwhelming sense of this pressure or this pain but then you pray about the pain and you're like god you know what do i do with this is Mm -hmm. this like an exit the pain is that a messenger Mm -hmm. or is this a refining Mm -hmm. and is that what your purpose is and so neither of you just like pulled out super quick you know you like endured and just tried to see like god what are you are you guiding me guide me through this pain and then concluded okay this is a a decision pain that's leading me somewhere else. Yeah, that's well said. And then when you do that, God has space, you know, to to work for you. Yeah. So I think that faith is an action. And then also it's just takes a lot longer than you might realize. But um, in the car yesterday, we went and got our Christmas tree. And so we meet up with our sister and her family. And we all kind of carpool and just like go in find different Christmas trees you know we just had Thanksgiving and uh, my niece was sitting between my mom and I in the back seat Mm -hmm. and she was playing through YouTube some Bible stories and they were like ministering to me I was just like what is this actually this morning and even yesterday I was like looking at my own like children's Bible stories (laughs) (laughs) because it was so reassuring so she was listening to the story of Abraham And God gave him a promise, like, you will be Mm -hmm. the father of many people and, what does it say, like, many nations. Mm -hmm. God gave him that promise, and then there was some difficult choices, like, okay, move, move your family, where, just go where I lead you, and, okay, now you have to wait. Mm -hmm. And then, when I'm going to answer the prayer, it's going to be this crazy means, Mm -hmm. like, impossible situation, But God gave a promise and then God followed through and he did fulfill that. And so I was just like really ministered like, oh, that's right. Yeah. This is what God does. And it's in the word and he does that in our life, too. So I think for myself, when I'm feeling like discouraged about anything, even just going back and listening to or reading, you know, stories from the word of God, this is how God is like he has a pattern of calling you to something great and then that usually requires some waiting and trusting that's hard but he does come through and so that's the encouragement you need to receive there that like God will come through when the promise is based on his word and on him you know absolutely yeah that's well said I recommend for everyone looking up children's (laughs) stories and they're just a blessing that I heard actually uh, in the back, I was driving, I could hear in the back seat, and I was like, oh, like that's a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it ministered to me in the front as well. Um, well, that's, I mean, I can't add anything to that. You know, I, I think that both of you, you know, we all hit a, you know, a facet of the, of that <laughs> topic. I thought you were going to say a home run. <laughs> <laughs> home run. Wrong. Everyone hit a home run on that one. <laughs> uh, but I will, um conclude with this and then we'll move on to uh, point number two I said um, I wrote something as a conclusion for each one of these points but um, I said we're all trusting in something to bring us security and comfort however every foundation other than God and his word will eventually fail you 
A sandcastle may be beautiful, but it cannot withstand the waves of life. The Bible talks about God being our rock and our fortress, and that's Psalms 71.3. The Bible is not just a collection of stories, it's a manual for life. And when we anchor our faith onto Jesus through his word, we will find that we have a foundation that will not be shaken and will stand firm during the storms of life. So it's just a good reminder, you know, like hold on to those promises that God gives you and wait until he delivers on them.